Hey guys, welcome to episode 105 of Epic Breeze Podcast. And for this episode, we have Parson Petcher, who is a director at MomoCon, which is coming up in like, what, two days? Right? Yeah, two days, <laughs> MomoCon. Uh, so all you cosplayers, anime fans, video game fans, you should go check out MomoCon. Video game fans? Yeah, video games are pretty big at MomoCon. Sweet, alright. I already have like a whole big room just dedicated to video games, so. That's pretty awesome. I want to go just for that reason. Yeah. yeah, I mean, cosplay is cool, and I love anime, even though I've been really slipping on my anime game here lately, but I need CJ. Shout out to yeah. CJ to get me back <laughs> on my anime. <laughs> this is really good himself. But anyway, oh, cool. um, so yeah, interview with Parson, and he was awesome enough to talk to us. Um, a lot of cool information about Momocon and what he does. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's all I have about that. And uh, Jamie, got anything? Well, if you guys love us, you should follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our podcast, you know, talk to us, help us out. Yeah. Stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, definitely subscribe and follow us on, um, you can follow us on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify also for your Android users. Also, Podcast Addict. Um, we're officially on Audio Boom, which is a really cool podcast hosting website. And you can follow us on Spotify too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're still on SoundCloud right now, for right now, and uh, we'll probably just be there forever, because, you know, whatever, SoundCloud is awesome. But, um, yeah, any kind of uh, apps that you guys listen to a podcast on, we should be on there. So, Stitcher, Google Play Music, I guess I got everything, didn't I? I think so. Yeah. And, and if you want to know a little more about us, you can check out our website. Yeah, which is... EpicBriefsPodcast.com. I know, officially. <laughs> you know, no one else had that? I know crazy right yeah you think a name like that would get around pretty easily that's so common yeah so check us out on there and you know episode updates are on there um event schedules on there uh pictures of us doing stupid stuff and info about us and contact info whatever you guys can book us too for stuff yeah so if you want us to like host anything you know we'll bring the whole crew also, thank you to Battlegrounds for sponsoring our podcast, Battlegrounds, <laughs> out in Dalton, Georgia. It's uh, their premier comic book store out there off of Airport Road. Premier? Uh, yeah. Oh, like shit. the comic book store. Um, So shout out to Michael and Jason and Terry and everybody else at Battlegrounds. And mention Epic Breeze Podcast in the store and you get 15% off of your total purchase that's a pretty sweet deal yeah it's pretty awesome we're there for free comic book day which is fun times um yeah we always go there it's a cool place you guys should go check it out it's the only comic book store i go to yeah pretty much the best one it's the only one i go to too like this is not a lie this is only it's it's (laughs) the only one that i go to (laughs) (laughs) we like stack up our stock up on comics and then we call it a month stock up and stack up yeah we have both yeah yeah yeah. and they have some really cool things you can pre-order like neko collectibles like the pennywise is coming out i want to get from the new it and a bunch of other cool stuff there's like so many cool things in there and a few arcade games and a spidey pinball game i mention that every time (laughs) because that's such a rare thing to have he's like spidey pinball yeah And there's a lot, of, a lot of tabletop game gaming goes on there too. Yeah. So if you guys are into that, you should go check it out. Um, so yeah, Battlegrounds, games, and comics off of Airport Road in Dalton, Georgia. All right, cool. Well, episode 105 is here, and you guys should enjoy. And whoever's going to MomoCon, enjoy that. Have a safe MomoCon weekend. And yeah, we'll catch you on the next one. All right, guys, enjoy the episode.
trying to get ready for the con, or is life like taking that over, and you're not getting ready for the con, and you're running last minute stuff, or how does that work oh. exactly? Well, probably the 60, 90 to 60 days before the convention, everything ramps up. Okay. Uh, a lot of the pre-planning, uh, there's only a set amount of pre-planning that can actually be done before that time period, because certain contracts will start going into effect now, mm-hmm. uh, last minute contacts and literal details. So it really starts ramping up at the 90, 60 day mark. So by this time, less than a month out, Momocon's essentially a second full-time job for me about, you know, after I come back from my work in the mundane world, it'll be straight home, dinner, pop open the laptop, <laughs> yeah. answering emails, uh, Google chat conferences, looking over documents, you know, printing a bunch of stuff. Then OB. In a couple Saturdays, uh, a bunch of us, Momocon has a storage, a rather large storage unit, and it'll be palleting items, literally wrapping them in giant uh, cellophane, essentially, and to move equipment and materials, get it all set in stage for a company to actually come in and with forklifts and stuff and load it all in the trucks to bring it all over to the conference center. So, like, okay, take us, like, all the way back. Like, when did you get involved with Momocon when it was still at, uh, when it was free? <laughs> you used to always go. Yeah. It was Georgia Tech, right, I think? So, at the very first Momocon, I was actually one of, like, the five dealers in their dealer's room, which okay. was essentially an extra-large classroom. Okay. I was selling off a bunch of my collection and stuff just to make money since I'd relatively been out of college for a while. And, okay. Um, what year and... was that, if you don't mind me asking? Hmm? What year was that when it started? 2005. Okay. So not too long ago, but yeah. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so at the time, I was also part of a now defunct kind of cosplay club called Peach State Cosplay Society. And we uh, um, were running a panel there. It's just kind of like a meet and greet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so through that, you know, I met Jess and a couple other of the uh, staffers that are, some of them are still actually, you know, active at the convention. That's awesome. And they, for such a small event, I mean, they had less than 800 people. It felt really well run and organized. And the next year, I was like, hey, I want to help along. So I kind of offered to do some marketing for them. And next thing I know, um, essentially, their guest relations guy, jack of all <laughs> trades. Um, wow. Which eventually evolved. Uh, so the third year, they needed a new person to run their costume contest, and I took that on and was doing double duty with guest relations with all the costume stuff. And. You know, just kind of steamrolled from there. Eventually, I left the guest relations position um, just because it was getting too much. Um, we were growing too big. Like, um, I, I mean, it's kind of crazy. In 2005, we had less than 800 people. Now, going into 2018, on paper, we have over 800 staff or, vol- or 800 volunteers. Yeah. You know, over 30,000 attendees, you know. So you 
kind of like fell into it by trying to make some money pretty much by trying to sell your stuff right because you got out of college and you're like i can sell these things i don't use and then you got to be a part of something bigger than you expected i guess at that point oh absolutely i mean it's the you know you you volunteer for a convention once and you kind of see how you know the sausage is made and <laughs> all the yeah. backroom secrets yeah. quote-unquote backroom secrets yeah and, yeah you know it's and if you're you're with if you're with a good organization with a good crew of people, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Like these people are, a lot of these people are fam- family now. Right. Uh-oh. Yeah. A bunch of them were at my wedding. I've gone to numerous weddings of people from the convention. Some of them couples that met at the con. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, some of them have children now. Um, we joke that you know they're starting their training for the replacements from birth. <laughs> I was about oh, to wow. say that. Yeah, they're probably training them early, you know. <laughs> Train them how to do spreadsheets at like five. Yeah. <laughs> how to color code a spreadsheet. Um so what's what's your official title now? Are you still doing a little bit of everything? Um well I do wear multiple hats. My official title is uh costume events director. Okay, cool. Um and that's kind of as it implies, I'm heavily involved uh, costuming. I manage uh, both costume contests: the Friday night closet costume contest, nice. Then, then the Saturday night craftsmanship costume contest. Okay. Oh, along with the 34 plus um, costuming and fabrication related panels, uh, we have, I believe, 19 or 20 uh, costuming guests or organizations, and some of them have a. Uh, tables in our exhibit halls so i also manage um, all those tables the staff that you know supervises that the staff that runs the costume contest and the pre-judging um during the lead up to the convention um since i'm one of the uh you know a very senior person and have uh, having been involved since effectively year two uh we have a kind of a senior planning committee mm-hmm. who, which AKA like board of directors, but it's not like we, you know, show up in suits and have stocks <laughs> or anything like that. Yeah. But that, that's our function. You know, we kind mm-hmm. of set the direction of the convention, uh, talk about themes, um, you know, set up other departments and requests for success. What what are like some of the themes from the past ones that you've helped come up with for the? Uh, well, my my absolute favorite is the first year that um, we left Georgia Tech campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the theme for that year was dinosaurs. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, and awesome. my philosophy on that was everybody at one time or another girl or boy loved or still loves dinosaurs i mean i would say so i still love love them now so yeah Yeah. definitely and if they didn't love dinosaurs we wouldn't want them coming to our convention yeah that makes sense (laughs) (laughs) so like like what was your favorite dinosaur growing up as a kid did you have one then uh i mean it it changed 
for like day of the week sometimes did it they really like, oh wow oh yeah it was cool. like the iguanodon then the ankylosaurus i haven't like, even heard of those <laughs> <laughs> oh my well, well here's the thing though like <laughs> the science and classifications kind of changed like okay. brontosaurus they discovered like wait that wasn't real that was like oh, some i didn't even know that yeah there was a uh we need to have Basically, you on here for a dinosaur podcast next time. <laughs> like the guy, like the guy that dug it up, mm-hmm. mixed the bones of like two or three different long neck type dinosaurs, and it wasn't oh. until like ten or twenty years ago scientists were like, "Wait, these bones don't make sense and swap." What? So it's so That's like crazy. So, so you're 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 really that into it, and you know like you know what's up in the dinosaur scene. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's really <Yeah>. awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, some trivia. I. I'm like, yeah, I don't cool. actively look up dinosaurs every day. But. Dude, you should, man. Like, do you still have, like, the little, uh, the toys that are different colors, you know, that have, like, the yellow and the green and the blue one? No. <laughs> He's like, no, that's like, weird. I know what you're talking about, though. I, I had some. Okay, I had good. Some. All right, thanks for making me feel like a total weirdo. Because Kate and Curse are looking at me like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I was kidding. But, um, so, as far as, like, Momocon, when did it decide to move, or why? Do you know why it decided to move from Georgia Tech? It just got really big for the campus, and they're like, we need a convention hall, or? Uh, I mean, it was absolutely logistics. Okay. Like, you know, our last year at Georgia Tech, we... we moved from the kind of main student center commons to okay. the Georgia Tech Hotel and Conference Center and their massive management building. Yeah. Even then, we had 10,300 people. And it's... You, and how colleges work, they don't... With student organizations, mm-hmm. they don't work under a contract basis. A lot of it's like email confirmations right. and... Hand, it was handshake agreements. So okay, yeah. w- without the certainty of contracts, you know, there's a lot of risk. And yeah, of course. years earlier, we would get notices like a day before the event. Oh, we're completely redoing the electronics in the student center. So half your classrooms won't have working electricity. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <Jeez>. um, <laughs> so That's a good uh, time that, for a dance or something. <laughs> Oh yeah, the the first Momocon dance actually they we had no electricity. Oh what? Tell tell me that story. What happened? Um, so I I don't know if a fuse blew or they were doing maintenance. So essentially, they ran extension cords, if I recall correctly, oh, no. to run the music into like <laughs> the completely dark like uh, um, ballroom. Oh god! And it was just a bunch, uh, you know. Well, there yeah. was maybe like 20, 30 people by that time at night. And okay. so all the glow sticks and stuff were going on. Yeah. So it was kind of cool. Right. Yeah. In yeah, that yeah. sense. Yeah. But they literally no electricity in that room. Did they recover quickly or is like a mad dash to like, get everybody out. It's a fire hazard. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, like it was literally only the bar room didn't have like power going to its lights. Okay. All the other rooms did. So I guess it's not terrible though. Yeah. That's not too bad. But yeah, and again, like, it was the first year, I think they had less than 20 people running it. So it's, you know, very relaxed, casual atmosphere. Yeah, was, yeah, definitely. Um, and being a free convention, and mm-hmm. I don't think at the time Georgia had any free anime convention. So, no, especially you know, not that cool, you know? Yeah, yeah, it was just a cool and fun experience, and like, you know, 
what you're gonna do. Yeah, definitely. I remember going yeah. when it was free. It's actually really fun. I haven't been since it was free, so I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know, I know. I forgot. If you're gonna say something, I'm sorry. I think I cut you off on my stupid ranting about going when it's free. What were you gonna say, Parsons? Sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say, but yeah, essentially. So over, over the, you know, so that was 2011 was our last year in campus, and okay. it was just we couldn't manage the size. We couldn't manage being free because, I mean, while it was free to the attendees, it wasn't free to us. And we couldn't sustain what we wanted to do simply by selling T-shirts and tables right, and yeah. even like the occasional merchandise. So 2012, we were able to get the Atlanta Marriott Marquis, the same Marriott at DragonCon. Mm -hmm. um, we took a drop in attendance to like 8,600 plus. But honestly, that's still... That shocked us, not because of that we did drop, but we expected, like, we had planned for half, like a 50% drop. And the drop, like, 14% just blew our mind. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's so pretty know. impressive, though. That's yeah, I mean, we're flattered that people love the MomoCon enough to pay for it. Honestly. Right. Like, people weren't just showing up because, you know, we were that dude down the block having a free house party and... So done. <laughs> yeah. you know? I feel like it's kind of cool that it started out out of college and it was free, and then people kind of, you know, learned to love it, and then they started to support it. That's really cool. That's definitely yeah. bringing a community together. I think that's what cons should be about, and that's the moment cons seems to be about. So that's really awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. So speaking of your growth, how do you go about kind of estimating what your growth is going to be for the next year so you can make sure that you're going to – fit your convention within right now you're at the convention center next to the stadium yes the georgia world congress mm -hmm. center um so um first first i mean we try to be as scientific as we can you know <laughs> obviously scientific. it's you know uh, well i mean we come from a lot of us in this come from georgia tech so you know a lot of math classes a lot of analytics now we may have hated it, but you know, <laughs> at least that part was, was useful. Yeah. So, you know, the first thing we look at is the year-over-year -year growth. So, you know, literally we look at our warm-body attendees or our estimates and kind of gauge off that. Um, when we move to the hotels, we start saying, okay, hotel bookings, um, the number of pre-registrations we have uh, going to the convention, and even though, let's say our hotel bookings jump up like 20% from the previous year, we know that will drop off as it gets closer to convention. So it won't be, oh, there's 20% at the end when the convention starts that we book 20% more. But we have different, you know, benchmarks that, you know, at one year out, how, how does our booking look? Um, at six months out, at three months out. Uh, so that helps us plan. And similar with the, you know, the number of pre-registrations. Mm -hmm. um, so, but the great thing about the World Congress Center is it's actually three separate main event halls, A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. um, right now, we're in Hall A, which is the smallest one. Okay. So, if we fill up Hall A, then we can move to B. Right. Fill up that, C, then combine A, B, A, C. Right. And if you combine all three halls, it is one million more square 
footage of event space wow wow then san diego uh convention center where san diego comic con takes place oh really is that the goal um (laughs) the goal is like we don't have a goal for number growth our goal is to run the kind of event we want to run yeah that you know the people want and to be able to run it well so we're not you know actively like looking to hit any benchmarks beyond hey, what's the minimum amount of people mm-hmm. that we need to pay the bills? Right. Because, bring... <laughs> um, like, despite what some people think, no one gets rich running conventions. <laughs> what? And people actually, they really do believe that. They're like, you guys are really great. Wow. I mean, when you see a five-digit bill for... Water. Jeez. Are you kidding me? Wow. What wow. the heck? That, well, you should have a water monitor. You gotta monitor. stay hydrated. <laughs> you yeah. gotta like, keep everyone hydrated. And, and you know, that's we, a lot of hydration. Jeez. We're a convention in the summer. We want to keep everyone happy and healthy. No one wants to see anyone heat stroke. So, I mean, that's part of what running the event, event is. You know, and we try to. Uh, even though we're a you know a, a fan run event, um, you know you ha- have to do things like a business because um, you know if we lost money every year, then eventually we'd go broke and can't have the convention. So right, of course. You have to be like, man, we would ha- love to have this guest, but can it bring in X number of attendees to mm-hmm. pay for them? And if it if the math doesn't work out, then we're like. Just gonna have to, you know, <laughs> yeah. move them to the next year. Like, all right, right maybe right. we can make it work next year. Have you had any guests that you wanted to have that you haven't been able to have because of like cost-wise? Um, absolutely. Uh, now I can't like really name names um, because a I um, even though I'm like on the planning board, uh, we have a whole kind of guest relations team Mm -hmm. so they look at a lot of the details um and you know do a lot of the math and i'll i may have access to some of those documents but i don't actively look at them okay got it but i can say like we do have like this dream wish list you know like you know i cut off a foot to have hayao miyazaki come (laughs) all right (laughs) now now, I don't. Dude, dude, I, dude, don't person. I don't think money. I don't think money would be the main hurdle there. I just don't think he'd want to, you know. Like, and you can't like twist someone's arm to come. Like, mm, an, okay. ar- an artist and director like him, I can't imagine him wanting to do like any convention, just because like he's busy. He uses free time and it's like, a, you know, like Rumiko Takahashi would be an amazing get, you know, for everyone who. You know, I, I discovered her through Ranma, but, you know, there's this whole generation of Inuyasha. Um, I would love to have, you know, Mark Inuyasha. Hamill and um, uh, show up because the Joker and his amazing voice work. Mm-hmm. You know, the, actually, the entire Batman animated series team. Like, I would love to have them. But I can imagine that that might be one of the people, like, groups that we couldn't bring in just because. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know... Uh, money and time and desire so mark hamill does uh skips from regular show too i don't know if you're familiar with that cartoon but i love that cartoon 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's Such a, a good show. One of my faves. Nice. High five through the Skype. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what is the process like for getting guests from Omicron? Like, do you reach out to their agents, or how does that work? Uh, uh, yeah, so a lot, you know, a lot of these voice actors, you know, even though they're, you know, voice acting, well, so, for some of them, voice acting isn't their main career. So that was mainly, like, in the early 2000s with, like, a lot of anime voice actors. There was a running joke that... It's like, wow, like, that voice actor also has, like, another voice actor that also has their realtor's license? Um but yeah, uh, so, <laughs> nice. you know, a lot of these voice actors now have representation because conventions are a aspect of their career where, yeah. you know, they can make money outside of, you know, the, the voice room, a recording studio. So, uh, you know, when you become a convention of a certain size, you just make enough connections to either find out these agents and management's names or they reach out to you. Because, you know, a lot of these management companies will literally Google around and see, okay, what's this event? What's their history? Other times you network with other con runners. Or even once you have one guest, um, word of mouth. Like if a guest has a really good time at your show, um, they'll tell their colleagues Mm -hmm. um, when they network around or work on other projects. And sometimes their management will reach out to you. Um, In semi-rare occasions, sometimes uh, these guests don't have any sort of representation you know sometimes if you somehow dig up you know able to get in contact with like a writer or a producer or something uh of a cartoon they're like a lot of them are like flattered will ask them because you know hey i'm just a writer on you know this 80s cartoon show don't you want to try to hunt down the voice of the lead and like no no we we want to celebrate all aspects of like animation and anime so yeah that's awesome um, which uh, um, you may see, like, this year um, we have some guests that were on the writing team for X-Men, the animated series. Ooh, what? And um, oh, one of my favorite, I guess, cult classics, uh, Mark Edens, who was one of the main writers for Squad, along with a lot of other cartoons in the 80s and 90s. That's insane. That's so cool. Yeah. Like so yeah. many, I think there's so many good... Um... So much good writing went into like cartoons back then, <laughs> but like because the animation wasn't so like dynamic, it looked kind of cheesy. But the stories are really good though. Like I think like the X Men nineties is like one of my favorites. I know it's really cheesy, but I used to love He Man a lot. <laughs> so good. So like, what is it like when um, Momocon weekend comes around? And are you on the floor during the whole weekend, or are you like behind the scenes? Are you cosplaying? Like, what are you doing? Well. I'm definitely not cosplaying. Okay. Um, I actually Ever? have a polo shirt that has Momocon emblazoned on the breast. Okay. Um, nice. Or staff shirts. Nice. Um, for me, being one of the senior directors and being a very, uh, I am working 18 hours a day for those Whoa. for five days. So I actually, so the convention runs Thursday through Sunday. I'm generally on site around 8 or 9 a.m. on Wednesday. Okay. Um, even uh, this year, we're even actually lo- starting logistics load in like Monday or Tuesday um, okay. just because we have access to the yeah. Congress Center a couple of days or a day or earlier than the previous year. But so, you know, before the convention starts with being on site, it's a lot of assisting with the logistics, getting my costume rooms uh, all set up appropriately. Uh, things from just 
setting up the signs, like in the easels, uh, during the convention hours, um, while I have main staff running my two main sections, the or three main sections, the panel room, the cosplay judging, and the cosplay lounge, and then the uh, my staff managing the guest tables. So I'll be kind of running a little triangle run between the three, seeing how they're doing, seeing what they need, you know, popping in to help out, you know, get yeah. a little hands-on. Yeah, yeah. Sounds really involved. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, yeah. So um, my wife, who actually works for the guest relations team as a handler, um, I only sees me when I pass out for the night. Oh gosh. Okay. Aww. Or or if I'm pass or we pass each other in the hallways or whatnot. So. Um, so one thing we haven't talked about that um, I think is really cool feature of MomoCon is one of my favorite places to be is the game room. Um, how do you go about kind of organizing that? Cause it's, it's massive. It's arcade games. And then you have actual console games with TV set up and you rent out controllers and then you have your tabletops and your card games. So how do you go about organizing all of that? Delegation. Um, <laughs> as the convention gaming room evolved from a single room with a bunch of like personal TVs and, you know, consoles brought in and, you know, it's people naturally started gravitating towards things they want to do. So we had the people who like card games, who like board games and RPGs. We had the council people. We had the guys that played in tournaments and knew how to run tournaments. So as that grew, those eventually became entire departments and staff. So a lot of it is, you know, we'll centrally with kind of like that senior board plan out the floor space of like the gaming room and areas then kind of say, hey, RPGs, how many tables do you need? Here's this area you have. That's your little kingdom. Let <laughs> us know what you need to be successful. Um, now, you know, RPG and board games don't need a lot of logistical support besides mm -hmm. tables. But then you get the bring your own land. Yep. So they have, it's things of how many spools of networking cable do you need? You know, to put stuff together, how much internet bandwidth. So then we talk to the convention center to arrange all of that. Uh, then, you know, the arcade cabinets, we um, reached out to some vendors and made some really good connections. Tokyo Tech, who's been wonderful to us, and who bring in all those Japanese games. Mm -hmm. uh, our friends at Southern Pride Gaming Expo will reach out to their members or staff to bring some of the retro and vintage arcade pinballs. So it's, you know, a lot, of a lot of creating processes and delegating, um, you know, with staffers who, you know, been with us for years and established trust. And, you know, then you get people who get really into it, you know, learn it from the people before and then next thing you know, you have a fully running department with the staff and their own processes in place. Um, and, you know, it, you trust them to run it with, and you trust a lot of back and forth uh, conversations of like what you need and what we can do to help make you a success and be a success and not, you know, break your neck or <clears throat> out of stress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, like, the, one of the things, like, learn how to delegate and, you know, rec the more staff we have, 
the more time everyone has to have fun. Right. And, yeah. That's true. And ru- running events is a different kind of fun, but if you can break away for a couple hours, uh, you know, put a couple rounds in the Gundam pod or to, you know, <laughs> really run around, take some pictures of cosplayers or uh, yeah, yeah. You know, catch a panel. That that's that's what we want. Like at the end of the day, we want everyone, staff or otherwise, to just have a fun time. Do you like ever have time to do anything you want to do while you're at the con, or just constantly trying to keep things just kind of moving smoothly? I do. Um, I just kind of have to take, you know, snippets, or you know, after events die down. So after the Saturday night costume contest, that's that my Saturday night's done. So okay. you know, I'll wander around the game hall, mm-hmm. you know, chat with friends, walk around, but. Even when I'm walking and doing my duties, like a, I'll, you know, if I can, I can take 20 seconds to, you know, compliment and take a picture of a cosplayer, or, cool. yeah. you know, just kind of, you know, and a lot of it is, it, sometimes my duties are to, you know, let's say I, I have to do a round through the cosplay fabricator tables. I'll go by, you know, see everybody, look at someone doing their demos, look at their props. So, like, I'm able, I'm able to have fun and. I wouldn't have been doing it for these past like 12 years now. Yeah. If I wasn't a having a good time at each of the shows. <laughs> Does it get better as the years go on for you? Oh, absolutely. Like I don't have to worry about a lot of things now because yeah. we have attendees that show up and and you know, we we're able to charge. I'm not right. Like, yeah. Well, I have it like can I find in in the early years it's like can i find enough stuff that people want to get rid of or at the thrift store to like give a prize yeah um like whose couch can i sleep on because i wasn't living in like the downtown area right yeah and it's like you know so So, just trying to find a spot to stay near at georgia tech so so like for the entire weekend you're you're staying down there like in the hotel right so you kind of have accommodations now and stuff like that for yourself yeah. okay yeah. that's that's awesome i have a question too like i'll see on the commercials um momocon seems to be like we mentioned san diego comic-con like a while back they seem to be like in, in competition with them like when did that start when did they decide to be like you know we're gonna try okay. to be on that level because i was like so, whoa that's a, that's let, a let huge me, glass let me, let me explain <laughs> that's a tall order behind, <laughs> let me explain the logic behind the atlanta the little tagline, Atlanta's answer to Comic-Con. Yeah, yeah. That's what I want to know about. Those, those billboards and those TV advertisements mm-hmm. are not aimed towards anyone familiar with the convention scene whatsoever. Okay. Got it. Um, and to the average, you know, parent out there whose kid wants to bring the convention, mm-hmm. they have absolutely no frame of reference uh, of a convention, except for maybe San Diego Comic Con and Dragon Con. Right, right. Um, so that tagline is essentially to give them a frame of reference of okay, because I have run into a surprisingly number of like Atlanta or Metro natives yeah. who have absolutely no idea what Dragon Con is. Oh, whoa, that's crazy. But due to like <laughs> national coverage and stuff, yeah. they'll have an inkling or know. With San Diego Comic Con, like mm-hmm. I, th- even like I think Big Bang Theory had like an episode there or references them. So yeah, definitely. Like, so it's just hey, we're like Comic Con, and like oh okay, 
Like, <laughs> right. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, cool. So a lot of people in the convention community and understand, like, hey, why, you know, are you in competition? Like you said, are you <laughs> like in competition with them? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. And I, I mean, I like I saw it as like something like a friendly competition because I mean, if you, yeah. like San, San Diego Comic Con is so strict, like if you don't get if you don't get into like into the waiting room online, you don't get passes. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, yeah. it's really crazy the way they run their passes. But um, is is Momocon's passes restricted? Like, do you or do you sell up to the day when people want to go? Like, you know how is is just oh, no, like a limit we're, or we're selling all the way till you know sunday morning oh wow like if okay. someone if someone shows up sunday afternoon we're like it there's like two hours left to the show yeah <laughs> so, right yeah um but um yeah because logistically we can accommodate it mm-hmm. um we have all, enough space so there's no reason for us to have to be super strict whereas san diego comic-con you're looking at two hundred thousand badged attendees and yeah. probably half that number that just show up in the area for all the companies that do things that don't require a badge. Yeah, that's true. Like, they, you know, they're in the tough spot of, they're, they hit capacity, mm-hmm. and people still show up, no right. matter how much they can charge. Yeah, that's so true. Any cosplay guests that you're looking forward to this year, as far as, like, you yourself that you have coming to MomoCon? Um, Are you into the cosplay I've, scene like that, <laughs> or not yeah. really? <laughs> um, sure. Oh yeah, I mean, all all these guests, if you know, I didn't discover them myself, were you know reviewed by me. So you know, I'm looking forward to all of them. But you know, if I have to highlight, you know, I guess first among equals. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Just you know, whoever um, you're you're a fan it, of. Like uh, Emily Schmidt of Go Big or Go Home Cosplay. Uh, she's a she, yeah, oh, I never amazing. seen her stuff. Yeah. She did a, uh, the Warhammer Sister Battle that won Best Masters uh, um, last year or the year before. Sorry, the years kind of blend together sometimes. Yeah, I totally get it. It's been um, twelve years now. So. <laughs> like she was a uh, she, she was and is a member of Geeks Place Gwinnett, but she's a, kind of appearing as herself uh, this year. Um, I always love seeing like the kind of Atlanta OG yeah. cosplay, like Harrison Cricks. Um, he's always super busy, but he's always able to make time to come to MomoCon. And this time he's, you know, his um, shop has kind of more, um, pe- I guess, employees or, okay. you know, shop helpers. So yeah, it's yeah, awesome yeah. to see uh, him expand in his work. Uh, God Save the Queen Fashions, um, you know, and also help celebrate her. She got, you know, their studio was called out for the, as, um, on the credits on Rampage for making those leather jackets. So oh, she has an awesome. IMDb credit now, which is kind of awesome. That's badass. Or, or can apply. Uh, Fev Studios, Lee Kamara, I always love seeing her every year. Um, you know, then, you know, we have Jarman props showing up again uh who just moved from tennessee to the metro cool so you know i'm glad that uh cosplayers are actually getting love in the movie industry a little bit like you said on rampage because i feel like they do (laughs) such a great job of making things look better than the movie does like apocalypse come on man in (laughs) x-men well well here's the interesting thing yeah and a lot of cosplay stuff is absolutely higher quality of movies mm-hmm. because movies 
need to have their props to only appear good on camera. Yeah, that's right. So like if only the front side is showing, <laughs> yeah. They don't care they don't care about the back side because right. you know they're under budgets and you know mm -hmm. now or you know they'd like okay, we need one hero prop that looks pristine from every single angle. Right. Then we need 300 of them that we can break on set <laughs> yeah, right. to fill out a, yeah. So so um, it is very cool to see the crossover of a lot of cosplayers and fabricators being yeah. able to get into the movie industry. Yeah, like awesome. um, past guests like uh, Riddle Lee, she uh, works for, I believe, Legacy, who's a, as a costume technician on a bunch of Marvel stuff. That's awesome. As long as her husband. Um, Kelly Sircone, one of the new guests we have this year, um, I mean, she worked, she's worked on westworld i mean it's how freaking awesome is that dude that's yeah westworld i haven't watched it yet but i know i'm missing yeah. out like i heard it's really I, good yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean yeah she's also worked on infinity war and american horror stories so it's like dang. that's really cool yeah. especially yeah, when, so. when productions are in georgia they can definitely take advantage of that at least georgia cosplayers can be a part of that as far as like uh like video games the gaming room that we talked about before like how do you guys settle on which games you want to which games are going to be on display? Because I'm, no, I'm sure there's like a bunch of games that you guys want to include. But do you know how that's decided? And I mean, it's probably not just like, it's not in your um, department. But I was wondering if you know how that, how that works. Well, uh, generally in the free play area, there's a library of games. So, you know, when you go up and you kind of trade your ID, like your driver's license or whatever, yeah. for a controller and a game as collateral, um, you we have printed out lists of a whole bunch of games, so yeah. it's we try to throw whatever we as much as we can in there. For the tournaments and stuff, a lot of that relies on the tournament staff of what's hot, what what okay. are the big major competitive tournaments going. So yeah. that's why you'll you'll see a lot of stuff like Smash and mm -hmm. and others will be, you know, if you know we work with a sponsor or partner like Microsoft and they're like, hey, you know, we we've, we've got the latest Mortal Kombat. So we're gonna bring like one year they brought these really cool like integrated like it's like console and a briefcase like it was a console what? a monitor and two controllers and like this case Dude, that awesome. we just plug in and like we have twenty of these it's like well we're gonna have a Mortal Kombat tournament now because <laughs> awesome. you guys brought it holy crap you know? that sounds like fun so I I don't think we're working on them with this year but okay. I think that was like three years ago that's um, cool bro. but yeah so it's a combination of you know what's hot mm -hmm. um, what's upcoming and you know what a sponsor is willing to bring do you have a game that you're like as you own people at that you want to show, off, show your skills off this year like i got galaga guys I, back up I, <laughs> no, I, was kidding. I will say i'm a, I'm a solidly middling player like i'm okay. not the worst yeah yeah i'm not yeah. the best right um you like to have fun right yeah, yeah. like to enjoy so, the game like I, i'm a good utility get player okay i would say um, I would love to kind of take part. I think we're having doing some Overwatch tournament or something, but it's a time thing. There's no way I'd be able to. I was gonna. <laughs> Case looking so excited right now. I was gonna ask you about that. Like, I've never gotten into Overwatch. Like, I tried to play it. I just can't get into it. Like, are you like that too, or you, you enjoy Overwatch? Oh, I I love Overwatch. You love Overwatch. I... Okay, maybe it was just me. I'm just a weird one, I guess. Well, my recommendation for you. Yeah. During the next free weekend, and just play Mystery Heroes. Okay. Since it randomizes who you play, yeah, and maybe you'll find someone you really like and to play. 
or you may just like playing all these random things because it's really yeah. hard to get salty when it's like, <laughs> well, of course we lost because they had three healers, three mm -hmm. tanks, and all we had was like, you know, six support people. You know, <laughs> right, yeah, like yeah. some people do get salty and mad, and we're just like, really, randomness killed you. Did, yeah, no, no, it's true. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's like it's like level playing field when it's random, I guess, right? That's kind of have to be. Yeah, like. I've had some crazy spawns where we literally had three Torborns. So we had like, which, I mean, you may not know what it is since no you don't really play, but, but you can totally basically, tell me. <laughs> it was a defense map, and we had three automated turrets, oh, okay. backed backed up by like a bunch of healers and tanks. So yeah. it was just like this wall of lead. Like the other team could not beat through. <laughs> that is insane. And it's just like it's just like well, oh, can't get mad because right. mean, we didn't we didn't choose to do this, and they didn't choose. <laughs> It's just wacky. <laughs> that that's not kind of fun, actually. Um, does Momocon have any like um, like do you guys show any kind of like movies or like anime feature length movies or anything like that? So if people don't like to go to like a dance or something, they can just like I want to go check out a movie or just stuff like that. Absolutely, we have uh several screening rooms. I believe two um two main ones for anime, and it's everything from like an episode or two. Mm -hmm to like a full length um hour and a half two hours i think they tend to like episodic stuff because you, okay. you get basically it's like you you give someone a buffet yeah um, they may not get everything they want but they'll be allowed to try a lot of other things yeah that's true um, so that's kind of the advantage over you know but i think occasionally they'll have a longer movie that's cool um then we also in addition to just the screening rooms of anime <clears throat> we have um an AMV room, so okay. a whole bunch of anime music videos, as well mm -hmm. as there's a um, the Momocons uh, AMV contest. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, which what's really cool is when you after you see the finalists, yeah, the people there get to vote on who actually wins it. Oh, okay, yeah. that's pretty cool. Uh, so a whole lot of you know little golf pencils and scraps of paper. <laughs> <laughs> And the, it's funny. It's the AMV staff running down the aisles, trying to get everything and tallying them. Oh, like you, they tally one um, category as another category, showing like the nominees. And you oh, know, whoa. it's it's kind of like one of those old pictures of the stock market where people yeah. are just like running around the crowds <laughs> and waving papers. Oh, that's kind of fun though, keeping it kind of old school like that. Basic. That's awesome. So yeah, and we also have what we call the madness room. And this oh, is one of that? my favorites. Huh. Um, so that's when they show the really weird, wacky, bad dubs, terrible oh, adaptations. Cool. Oh my gosh. And yes. I'd be in that room like, probably. And the staff there are encouraged, like encouraging people to like yell stuff out of the screen, MST style, <laughs> make bad jokes. Nice. You know, they'll make bad jokes and, you know, fill dead air with comments and things. Yeah, that's awesome. Though. And we love it especially because when we're pitching for people that join the department mm -hmm. for the longest time is uh, one of the kind of things is like and we will even teach you how to use this thing called a vcr because <laughs> some of the best stuff never made it to dvd yeah you're right it's all right. You should do like one up that and get like a laser disc player or something. Oh no, we we have a working laser disc. <laughs> yeah, player. what? I, <gasps> I want to go there just to see that, dude. That's so amazing. I know the convention has one. I don't know if we'll 
Like, I can't like guarantee we'll bring it every year. Yeah, I was because it, it depends on the schedule. <laughs> but I have literally, because one of my hobbies when I'm not doing con stuff is, you know, going to thrift stores and stuff. So if I see cool. something That's especially awesome. bad or crazy, I like more than one occasion I've handed a stack of terrible VHSs and DVDs <laughs> to the guy. Like, <laughs> one of these things I know you're going to have to show. And um, <laughs> like, I think one of them was. The uh, uh, s- the first two episodes of Sky Dancers, the animated series that actually never aired There's to my knowledge. Sky Dancers they just, they just packaged it with those toys. Like, yeah. It was the dolls with the little and then you, rip cords and, then and then they you fly and they fly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember those. I had like all yeah. of them though. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was kidding. Well, there was the guy version called Dragonflies, where it was like oh, they looked like knights and stuff like that. I think like I remember that. that one too. Oh wow! That but takes yeah, me like back. I found the first two episodes on DVD <laughs> and handed it. I'm like, I hope you show this, and he's like, Oh my god, that's amazing! Nice. So okay, so Sky Dancers had their own series, but the guy, the boys version, didn't have their series. The Sky Dancers uh, had their own series. Not that I know of, but if I ever find that DVD or VHS, you'll be. Damn sure I'm gonna give it over to the uh, madness guys and try to scrap. That's amazing. Oh, wow. Um. Okay. Since I'm like a fat kid at heart, let's talk about food at MomoCon. Like, what was that like? Oh, so good. Is it uh, really? The food trucks in the <laughs> dealer's room. Like, oh, what, last year uh, they had okay. this barbecue yeah, uh, and mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry, person. So, so yeah, yeah. The the Congress Center has food vendors within itself, including like. I believe a Jim and Nick stand okay. um, uh, in there, as well as like you know, Chick-fil-A and other vendors. Mm-hmm. The great thing is the Congress Center is also attached to the CNN Center, which has its own mall-style oh, food court. Yeah, so you'll get awesome. your Arby's, yeah. your you know, Taco Bell. Nice. Uh, they even have a Burger Fi and a, you know, like a dozen others. Awesome. And also in CNN Center, it also has a couple, like two, at least two sit-down restaurants like okay. Dantana's, which I believe is like Italian. Yeah. And then there's like a higher end McCormick and Schmitz. Um, the hotel actually has a coffee shop in it as well as their own hotel. The Omni, sorry. Okay. The Omni. Got it. The attached Omni hotel has its own coffee shop That's and awesome. a sit down restaurant and a bar. Then you're smack dab in the middle of downtown. There's a Waffle House within walking distance. Yeah. Um, just past the Congress Center. You know, you got Ted's Montana Grill and nice. a couple other restaurants. And, you know, you can hop in Uber if mm-hmm. you want to go a little farther out. So there's a nice range of food. Yeah, sounds like it. Um, which is wonderful because on the years we had Georgia Tech campus, <laughs> yeah. like especially when we're in the student center, yeah. for the first several years – the school just didn't want to open any of the food shops in the kind of marketplace cafeteria area. What? That's so we would show them pictures of every single vending machine being empty. <laughs> right. Yeah. As proof. Like we need sustenance. Like, like, <laughs> uh, we were eventually able to talk the local, you know, Papa John's guy to bring their little trailer and some okay. pizzas, which was a godsend at the time. Yeah, but definitely. Some of those early years were like, rough and like all right you know give frank 50 bucks go to taco bell <laughs> buy as much as you can and bring it back for us <laughs> yeah. you probably get a lot of 50 bucks at taco bell i think right <laughs> oh yeah, yeah we, we fed you know we would feed half the staff oh wow at oh, the time that's crazy and the taco bell staff probably hated that yeah, but... <laughs> oh, yeah. 
So, like, what's your favorite thing to get at Momogon food-wise? Do you look forward to anything when you're there for the weekend? Like, I'm going to hit up this um, on, on Friday or whatever. See, I'm a little torn because okay. I'm afraid if I name something, <laughs> no. then a lot more people are going to eat there. I'm going to oh. have to wait in line longer. Can, like, can you tell us, like, what kind of food it is, uh, at uh, least? Not the place. It's what kind of food. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I, I like the CNN Center Food Court. Okay. Uh, they have a good variety, you know. Yeah. You, um, you could even get some stuff with, you know, lettuce and tomatoes in it because That's spending cool. entire weekend of just eating, you know, yeah. chips and soda is not good. No, definitely not. So, you know, to be able to, be able to, you know, be it a burger or like a wrap, mm -hmm. that, you know, has something leafy and green or a yeah, tomato in it, yes. <laughs> or is uh, it's awesome. what I prefer because I'm. I'm too old to just live an entire weekend on pocket and ramen. A. Like, not... yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you um, know, and you're going, going like all day. Um, you need something, you know, or some things that are going to keep you happy or keep your body happy. I should say. Absolutely, and um, the kind, of, the Momocon staff. We do actually also provide a staff lounge for oh, our nice. volunteers. That's awesome. So it gives, like. There's complimentary drink, like non-alcoholic drinks. Let yeah, me get right. that up front. Um, you know, <laughs> as well as you know, light refreshments to you know Sweet. keep some of the the staff going and give us a break because right. you know you just need to recharge your batteries. So yeah, it, it's funny we'll have bean bags and you know someone who might just be coming off a long shift might be like, all right, <laughs> we'll let them sleep there for like an hour or two before kind of getting them up to their hotel room or to their friend's place. Yeah, no doubt. You know, when did they decide to go for like five days, like to make it such a long con? There's like a lot of stuff going on, I guess, trying to fit oh. everything in. Well, five was including load-in. On paper, we're four days to okay. be attended. So Thursday through Sunday. Got it. And um, essentially, yeah, once we once we moved from the hotels, we kind of knew that you know we're having we're having to charge more um, mm -hmm. per badge just costs go up yeah. convention centers are yeah, next are even more than that so you know we wanted to offer uh the attendees more for their dollar so you know people understandably you know are sensitive to the price of conventions and and we get that but we also want people just you know let them know that like your convention badge dollar is one of the best entertainment values of things out there like yeah I you know i love infinity war i i hope to see it multiple times but <laughs> 15 dollars for a two and a half hour experience yeah versus you know if that may cost if you go to a con that costs like 50 or 75 dollars for three full days four full days mm -hmm. many going 24 7 like that's you know you do the math it's you're, you're getting a lot more for a lot less. No, you're so, right. Yeah, I totally agree. So, but yeah, basically, you know, we wanted to give back to the fans of like, hey, yes, we understand and we know it It hurts your wallet to pay a little more, but here's another full day of content. Right, yeah, definitely. As a, as a person who works or, you know, works in MomoCon, do you feel con depression after the con is over? Or you're like, back to real life, yay, no more planning for um, the year. <laughs> it's it's definitely bittersweet. Okay. Like, at the end of a good con, like, we have an after party. Cool. And okay. there's, 
you, you feel awesome that you pulled it off and right. you survived. And, you know, it's a great high, great high. And it can be depressing to leave that. On the other hand, it's you also know, like, at least for me, like, I have four, three or four months where I really don't have to think about, you know, my 20 plus staff, right. what guests and yeah. bills. And so it's, um, so yeah, I definitely, I definitely have some aspect of post-con depression. Yeah. It hits some people worse than others. Oh, I know. Like, yeah. I know some people who are just like, Momocon's over, after party's over. I'm literally taking a vacation. Like, that day, <laughs> like, oh, wow. jumps, like we're jumping into our cars, driving down to Florida, and just going to sit on the beach. And not do anything. <laughs> yeah. Then there's others who are just like, I'm still going through my photos, trying I to relive know. it. So oh, it's, yeah. It's the full spectrum. Me personally, it's it's bittersweet. Like yeah. I, it, so. What um what what kind of panels do people have to look forward to this year? <clears throat> all all sorts. Like um, Gabby, one of the guests and uh, cosplay judges, is doing a. She's basically going to make a Kigurumi live, okay. in her panel so, and walk th- people through of how to make their own custom Kigurumis. Nice. Um. Open Props is having an open Q and A of like all their stuff. Um, one of the later night panels, because some of the language can get a little <laughs> not safe work, is the uh, uh, going pro with your hobby. Because okay. he- hearing, you know, God Save the Queen and yeah. German Props, Kelly, Mueller, Volpen talk about the agonies of ecstasies of you know starting <laughs> your own business and yeah. dealing with you know local business ordinances to working on sets. Right, right. It's, it's some funny stories. They'll probably do a little more F-bombs than I'm comfortable with, but <laughs> it's it, it's a fun and entertaining time. Um, gosh, we I, I love the specialty panels that people come with. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, you can only go to so many, like, 101, 102, you know, cost, you know yeah, getting yeah. started. But, like, I there's literally a panel that i approved and i'm super looking forward to it it's all about um and this is was from our open submissions actually this is from invited guests this was presented to us by attendee or panelists at another convention okay it was um uh i believe it's called uh, know your needles it's an hour panel of all the different types of sewing needles and what Whoa. advantages they are for the different materials that you're working with the cosplay that's crazy kind of cool too um, yeah like i um there's another one that's all about sewing machine and tool maintenance. Okay. Like things that people, you know, don't may not necessarily think about. Yeah. You know, specialized, but you know, a beginner will get as much out of it as someone who's done it for a while. Right. Right. Um, so. That's really uh, cool, though. You can learn a lot just from going to these cons if you're into that kind of stuff. Because I never even think to have an hour-long con about needles. <laughs> that's kind of crazy. <laughs> um, there's another one I really want to highlight because I. I love being able to, he's, uh, so A7L props, um, he's a Wayne Neumeyer. It's okay. his first, um, his first time guesting at a convention, which, mm-hmm. um, I feel a little humble brag. I, I love being able to say that. Um, he's known, he's, because he went viral because on multiple occasions, because, but mainly he did Matt Gaiman's spacesuit from the Martian Whoa, and wow. That's the cool. author of the Martian like 
retweeted him all over the place after he he won an award at DragonCon for it. Like, and the thing is, Wayne Newmeyer, he is an actual rocket scientist. Oh wow! Like, wow. Okay. Um, he, uh, he uh, and he's having a a panel called "Cosplay Is Rocket Science," kind of telling about his his journey of like being a kid, falling in love with like the Rocketeer. And that world that and getting into rocketry and flight and that looping back into, you know, seeing all these cosplayers and using his engineering skills That's so that made him love cosplay. But what kind of made him love cosplay and geeky stuff was being a kid and seeing a movie like yeah. and kind of showing, you know, these principles that, you know, you may be thinking about, you know, building, you know, a costume. Right. You can yeah. apply it to, you know more than just making costumes it's of course he literally uses that same math in geometry to shoot stuff into space see so math and geometry are useful yeah. when you're trying to do cool things for certain yeah. fields i thought geometry was totally useless no i'm just kidding no, that's really <laughs> awesome that's really cool yeah has, so, has he ever built like a rocket like a rocketeer that can help you like levitate a little bit <laughs> i was really curious to know if he's done that I mean, you're welcome to ask him. Oh, so just cool. my thought. I, I think the answer would be like Maybe. the math just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Okay. Oh. Okay. Maybe um, one day. Maybe. Oh, no. Plus, you know, convention <laughs> rules like bringing in biotol rocket. <laughs> like an actual rocket. <laughs> kind of does a check box of a lot of things. Oh, man, man. Even if he has like the little orange things on it that says it's not a real rocket. <laughs> Unless you turn it on. Oh, no, kidding. Um, okay, so have you ever hosted a panel at uh, Momocon? Or do you want to host um, a panel anytime? Uh, yeah, in some of our earlier days and when mm -hmm. we were at the hotels, I was able to host cool. a panel or two. That's awesome. Um, but now I just don't have the time. Like, yeah, I've, I understand. You know, I've dropped in on panels to make, you know, before. <laughs> cool. Like, um, <laughs> One was like a convention horror stories panel, and oh, wow. I told one of when I was an attendee at a, another con, cool. and craziness happened. Or yeah, um, and another is we had a guest had to cancel at the last, like not a guest, a panelist have to cancel at the last minute. Um, so I helped fill the space, and I actually have what I call my cosplay strike team, <laughs> which is a list of a whole bunch of cosplayers I know who've done panels in the past. Okay. Who didn't really submit or apply panels at Momocon. Yeah. Because they just wanted to have fun, but right. are willing to jump in on an emergency. So Sweet. You know, I hit speed dial and went down the list. I'm like, hey, can you jump on this panel with me and we'll wing it? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. But Did that turn out pretty good when you have to wing it? or? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I... I know some awesome people, and I, I feel like I'm okay at living, and, you know, no one chucked tomatoes or rotten fruit at us at the end, so. <laughs> they they oh. chucked, like, old boba gel balls <laughs> at them. <laughs> um, was there a panel that you really, really thought would be interesting, but you couldn't approve it? Or for whatever reason, couldn't fit it in the schedule or anything like that? You're like, I really wanted to have that, but maybe next year. Yeah. It is heartbreaking kind of going through the open submissions list because mm -hmm. sometimes like someone and someone I may know may submit a panel yeah. and it's just like, but I can only do it Friday from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Like, okay. I, I can't have you. Like, yeah. I need, you know, 
the more flexible someone can be, because you know you have to account for the invited guests, you have to account for when you have the rooms, and it's it's a big. Of course. <laughs> Imagine mixing Tetris, Jenga, <laughs> juggling, and like, you know, fire walking, and that's kind of what <laughs> trying to slinky. mesh the schedule, <laughs> mesh the schedule to together is kind of like oh jeez okay yeah that sounds like a lot of work and fun times maybe yeah oh, no. <laughs> you get yeah, to learn your potential yeah like um i think one of the panels in that vein that i really wanted to have but unfortunately their availability availability was so narrow i couldn't work around it was it. one related to um group dynamics and group and couples cosplay like okay Cool. Like, how do you work in group? How do you make sure everyone feels like they're doing the right share? Yeah. How to still be friends when you're at the end? If, <laughs> it's um, not possible, though. <laughs> especially if, like, it didn't work out for whatever reason. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. That makes so. sense. Uh, I guess for this year, what can most people look forward to? Like, what are the highlights you want to, like, a lot of people know about as far as, like, MomoCon? Like, you have to be here because we have this these things going on. Other than the game room, which sounds really cool and you know the costume contest and things like that yeah. and the food obviously if you can get if there are tickets left uh we have a partnership with the georgia aquarium okay there's cool. basically saturday night of the convention there's exclusive access to momocon attendees that buy this extra ticket nice. so imagine having like a little mermaid or a bioshock costume yeah and you have a whale shark swim up behind you <laughs> right like, yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah. the photos from there are amazing. So okay, um, we have several <clears throat> concerts that are separate ticketed concerts okay. um, at Momocom this year, including um, Capcom. It's kind of, uh, I forget the official name for it, but it's like, basically <laughs> there's a group that Capcom was like sponsored. It's a multi-instrumental rock-slash-orchestra show. Whoa, that sounds awesome. Of all all from Capcom franchises. <gasps> if they do the Ken theme, I'm going to faint. I'm <laughs> Street Fighter. <laughs> it's like my favorite. Um, okay, so like, uh, I guess to wrap up, I know we have you, we've had you for an hour now. Thank you for talking to us for so long. I didn't even feel the time, really. Time was kind of yeah, flew no, This time by yeah um so what would you what kind of advice would you give like first time try up oh, dragon con my bad first time <laughs> momocon attendees well i'll start out with the most basic um a couple days before the convention download the momocon scheduling app okay it um it is available on iphone cool and android just search momocon download the most recent one uh and um you know you're able to you have the schedule in your hand. You'll be able to um, build a personal schedule. The second thing is take a deep breath, <laughs> relax. Yeah. You're one person that exists in only you know four or five dimensions. You can't be everywhere at once. <laughs> it's it's okay. Right. It's exactly. okay that you may miss this one panel. It's okay that something may just get swamped and be totally full. Right. There's a so many other things to do than what you may have originally planned. Yeah. That's true. So. You know, set a rough schedule, have some backups in mind, mm -hmm. but don't be afraid to just kind of go with the flow. Like, yeah, that, you know, panel crochet may be sound really interesting, but if you just met these four or five people that seem really cool, hang out with them for a little bit, you know, a little mm -hmm. longer. Or maybe, you know, talk to them to go into that crochet panel. Or maybe they may be 
talking to you to go, you know, it's like, hey, they're screening episode one of Food Wars or something. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> right. don't be afraid to have alternate plans. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't get super hung up of having to be one someplace all at once. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, enjoy enjoy it. You know, if if you're stressing out over having fun, are you really having fun? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's so true. That's actually a pretty good, a uh, pretty good mantra to live by. Um, yeah. So, so when you're not, when you're not Momo conning, like, what are you, what are you doing? What's, what's like, yeah. what's your life like in a nutshell? So we don't get too personal. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mentioned, um, I, I enjoy thrifting. Cool. Um, That's awesome. You know, finding like geeky collectibles, or I have like a veritable arsenal of Nerf guns. Like I. Oh, do you? Oh, cool. Um, and 99% of them were all thrifted. And a lot of times I'm like, man, this kid must have really pissed off their mom because this just came out like a week ago. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm buying it for like two ninety two at Goodwill. Wow, yeah, yeah. That's so um, awesome. You know, I, I love movies. I love seeing movies on opening night. Yeah. Okay, so usually when we... um. When we have guests on, we ask them like a few random questions. We like to call them quick fire questions. So we like to ask quick questions, and the first answer that pops into your head, just blurt it out, and you know, just to All end, right. just to end off the me. interview in a fun, in a fun way. Um, favorite '80s rock song. Uh, first one that popped in my head was "Final Countdown." Oh, see, um, okay, that's a good one. That's a really good yeah. one, actually. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right. Anybody else? Uh, favorite anime. Um, Bubblegum Crisis, the original one. I haven't even seen that one. I heard cake. Uh, uh, favorite food? Uh, mango sticky rice. Mm. That sounds really good. It's so good. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Kate understands. Kate. Oh my god, that sounds so, so good. I love mango uh, and sticky rice. <laughs> it, it's it's Thai sticky rice, but it's kind of cooked with sweetened coconut milk, mm-hmm. oh and then it's the best way that. it's served a little warm, mm-hmm. but then you put a nice crisp, cool, sweet slices of mango on top of it. Oh my god, that sounds yeah. amazing! So that's what I yeah. want at Momo Con. Can we just have that? Is that the whole weekend? Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, favorite curse word. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the Dude. most. It's the most universal. You could use it for anything. Yeah, fuck's been winning this whole time. We asked that question. Like, okay, you need to look up the wire. Okay. And there's an entire five-minute sequence where that's the only word used. Really? It's brilliant. I've been wanting like, to watch that show. Really good. Like, you don't have to understand anything about it. It's just two detectives go to a crime scene. Yeah. And their dialogue is entirely variants of the f-bomb <laughs> it is amazing that's awesome i gotta check it out i've already watched that today on youtube if they have it on there yeah it's on youtube <laughs> that's right. awesome all right okay. favorite street fighter character um guile okay um America. yeah back it <laughs> um hogwarts house hufflepuff oh nice yeah. okay and okay because and I feel like I have to defend myself every time I say this. Okay. Badgers are in the same family of wolverines. So they will tear you the F up. <laughs> Chris is also a Hufflepuff. Uh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll ask this one for Jamie since she um, had to go early. Favorite Disney character. Or Disney, favorite Disney villain. I'm sorry. Favorite 
Disney villain. I guess it would be like Cruella Deville, because okay, cool. Everyone wants to take over the world or dominate people. She <laughs> wants to kill a bunch of puppies for a coat. Like, <laughs> you know how messed up that is. No, that's so true. Though. Oh my god, Disney's so dark when you analyze it like that. Oh jeez. Okay. Um, I guess we can go one more, one more time, like one more round. Uh, favorite book. Um, Forever War. Uh, the Hadelman. Um, Joe Hadelman, I think. Nice. Um, yeah, the sci-fi power armor allegory to Vietnam. Oh wow, that's that sounds really yeah. interesting. Yeah. You have one, Kate. DC or Marvel? <gasps> you know they're gonna choose Marvel for life. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've always been a Marvel zombie. Nice. But... All right, one more from each of us. Um, if you can have any superpower, what, what would it be, and why? Tele- teleportation. It's too much of our life is stuck in traffic or stuck in airports. <laughs> yeah, totally. If I can teleport to Bermuda, then pop back up to H Mart to get some, yes. you know, food, <laughs> then pop over to Australia to, I don't know. Scuba dive. Uh, it's the same day. That'd be awesome. <laughs> okay, sweet. That's that's a good one. Right. Uh, favorite tree. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Such a random one. Um, the one that gives them oxygen. I, I, <laughs> I guess the uh, the giant redwoods because they shot Return of the Jedi in the big redwood forest. Oh, cool. That's a really good reason. Awesome. Hey, good lead into my question: Ooh. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars, my very <laughs> first memory that nice. I can recall is begging my mom to let me borrow Empire Strikes Back from the library Ooh. again. I literally cool. have no recollection of a time where I did not know what Star Wars was. That's that's a life well lived, I should I would say. I feel <laughs> yeah. like you wouldn't have to beg your mom that hard for that. <laughs> oh, I would. She was really mad that she'd have to see it for like the 400th time. Oh, man. Was Star I mean, Wars everyone Laserdisc or just VHS? I think the first Shoot, was. man. I actually have a copy of Star Wars on CD. Do you really? What? The, or C, yeah, Compact Electronic. That is or, cool. Cap, sorry, Capacitance Electronic Disc. Oh, it's wow. essentially video vinyl. Okay. It is video files on a vinyl record. That sounds really cool. In case, in a plastic case. What do you play that on? Basically, it was the competitor to VHS that that died on the vine because it went to market like a day before VHS. Oh, wow. Um, That is cool. Wow. So, yeah. Have you have you ever seen this really off on tangent off tangent? But have you seen like um the episode of regular show where it's like the laser disc wars? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is such a great episode. That show is so brilliant. Oh my gosh. Okay, here's our very last question. Um, we asked all of our guests this question. We're taking a tally for like three years now, and we're gonna start a new one since we hit our hundred episode. Anyway, here's the question. Um, can unicorns fly? Why or why not? Uh. I didn't think they can. I thought that was a whole other subbreed. I'm like, <laughs> so I guess that's a no, huh? Isn't that? Like, yeah. Are you thinking of Pegasuses? No. Pe- Pegas- no, Pegasi? they can fly. Cause they're, we're not going to start this argument. They're magical, <laughs> David. They can fly. <laughs> not according I mean, to the audience. Yeah. I know. Okay. Well, cool. Well, he said no. So, um, yeah. 
So, do you have anything you want to mention as far as like uh, Momocon or any kind of websites that you have personally you want people to check out or visit Instagram, anything like that? Well, um, you know, I'll plug Momocon where, you know, Memorial Day, uh, the weekend before Memorial Day. So, we are May 24th through 27th. So, <laughs> okay, you know, cool. check us out at momocon.com. Sweet. Download the app. See, uh, if anyone wants to follow my. Uh, I try to post daily once on my IG, uh, yellowprime.salvage, cool. of my different thrift finds and the rare occasions, different cosplay stuff that I'm working on. So That's awesome. That's it. I'll follow that now, actually. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for talking to us on a Saturday morning. This is awesome. Come back yeah, any time, though, if you want to talk, you know, anime, costumes. Video games, whatever. Yeah, feel free to come. Yeah, this was a lot of fun, man. I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. it. Thanks yeah, for inviting me. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks, Kate, for setting us up. Yeah, not a problem. <laughs> so thanks so much, man. Enjoy your Saturday and All the rest right. of your you weekend. Too. Bye. All right, Bye. take care.